Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. <sighs> the Walking Dead. Uh, we used to do it all the time here on the Bobcast. We used to talk about it. We used to do pop culture dials. And then it just, it, 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 I kind of fell out, you know? But here we are. Uh, apologies to Kevin Quinn. I did say that I would do a podcast with you. But uh, somebody here is uh, with me of extreme reverence. My brother back from Los Angeles, California, here celebrating his 30th birthday a little earlier in the month. Uh, Sam, welcome back. Thank you. It's nice to be back. So um, you're not 30 yet, but how does it feel to be turning 30? You know, 27 was where it hit me that I was turning old. I couldn't eat cheese anymore, and my life was near over. So now as I approach 30, I just, I'm used to this feeling of doom. Can we call it cheese doom? We could call it cheese doom. <laughs> we- Speaking of which, Tyler uh, is here as well. He's yawning. Um, he's teething. He has some sort of cold going on, but uh, he's just here for, you know, he's here to make us feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. He's at the, the beginning of his life. Exactly. He, he has no idea yet what cheese doom is. He has mm-hmm. no idea what happens when suddenly you're... Hair starts to turn gray. You may see wrinkles under your eyes. You may start to feel like you're falling out of touch with yourself in this impending cheese doom apocalypse, if you will. Precisely. Speaking of cheese doom apocalypse, one of our favorite shows together has always been The Walking Dead. Uh, it slowly became our favorite show. In the beginning, I really I liked season one. I hated season two. I remember being like, why are we at this farm forever? Yeah. But slowly and surely, the characters took over our lives, like us and so many others. And um, here we are, um, season seven just wrapped. Well, we've come full circle back to the mediocrity of seasons one and two, I would say. Mm-hmm. Where we had a good run with three, four, five, six. Wait, this is season seven now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, four, five, and six, you know, they were pretty lit. They were. I, I, we were saying how much do we enjoyed the, the season, the Alexandria introduction season i mean that was just like top notch like all the episodes felt like they had some sort of weight to them some sort of like narrative push towards like i you know Mm -hmm. like now we've yeah now we've got about 400 extras on the screen where we don't know their names and when we see a dead body it's a dramatic push in on the body and when we get to the face we're left with the thought who the hell is that yeah but i I don't know someone's dead oh we don't know them so what I guess they're, you know, they're just... Let's just go back to the beginning, though. So, season six ends with one of the greatest iconic scenes in television history, in my opinion. Negan being introduced and leaving everyone fooled into thinking that someone was going to... uh, Well, someone did die, but we had to wait a whole summer to find out. So, that finale, juxtaposed against last night's finale, are completely two different things. But, I mean... I thought going into season seven, holy shit, like, this is going to be awesome, you know? Negan, you know, is taking somebody out. That first episode was great. And I thought that this was going to be the season that's going to, like, you know, raise the bar. Uh, it didn't really happen that way. No, it didn't. Instead, we got stretched out plot over the course of, what, 14 episodes? 16, I think, maybe. I, who knows? I thought it was 16 is even worse. Where basically everything we saw in the last several months could have occurred within four episodes. And uh, that's not what we got. What we got was um, a slow burn of shit. You know, it's so hard because you really like the characters. And, uh, you know, I have 
I have a couple friends who like The Walking Dead, and when I start talking bad about the show, it's like I'm offending like their personal like friendships, you know, with these people. It's like not the case because it's like we're rooting for them too, you know. But mm-hmm. I just feel as if the writing was sloppy. I think we had to wait a lot of the season to get to the main plot. The main plot didn't start until nine forty last night. You know, basically uh, we've been waiting for war, and it happens within the last what like 30, 40 minutes of the show. But I mean. Let's talk about the good stuff first. I do like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think he his monologues are great. I, I enjoy agree. his, uh, you know, his uh, hips being thrusted back, throwing Lucille over his shoulder, his southern charm, if you will. But, I mean, I also did, like, I liked how, like, last episode before, you know, last when he was talking to um, Sasha, like, he kind of liked him. And then last night you realized, wow, oh, he's still a murderous asshole who's about to kill Carl. So, I mean... I don't know. There's so many different ways to go about it. I mean, I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, that's what, what else? That's you know. I mean, what, what, the what best like? performance of the night wasn't even a performance. It was Sasha made up to be a zombie, popping her ass out of a coffin and attacking. Spoilers. That is a spoiler. <laughs> that was the highlight of the night. Yeah, and but the, there was no dialogue. There was just makeup. You and I, and maybe. Maybe 60% of the fan base out there also probably knew that she was going to die because she got cast as a lead in Star Trek. You can't be the lead of a television show on CBS and still be on The Walking Dead because they film at the same time. Not everybody would know that, but at the same time, you think that they would um, keep the casting secret until, you know, today? Like, oh, the actress that plays Sasha is now on Star Trek. Like, we knew. We knew she was going to die. I mean, even in the way it was presented in the episode, I, I, I wasn't surprised that she was a zombie in the coffin. Like, it was very obvious that she was going to be a zombie popping out of there. The only thing that threw me for a loop were, were the garbage people. I didn't yeah, see that coming. Yeah, we didn't see that coming. But at the same time, should I celebrate that twist when we spent four episodes catering to the garbage people, wasting What's her name? our time? What's your name? You said her name? Jadis. Okay. You want to say the line that we like so much? <clears throat> is he yours? After this is over, I lay with him. Is that what she said? Something. I lay with him next or something, but... She said I lay wait, with Sam him. Wait, Sam and I, we watched it last night together, and then we debated it all morning. Like, why would she say that if she knew that she was going to betray him? Maybe you said because she's still attracted to him. Like That's a sex reason. slave. By the way, she uh, Rick got shot again last night, and uh, he seemed to be showing no pain in the end when he was comforting Michonne. That's just sitting true. there at the yeah. doorstep. He, he's not bleeding out either. And apparently getting shot in the stomach is like one of the worst ways to die. I mean, the bullet must have grazed him. But dude, like, he takes a beating. Remember he cut his hand last season? He's running, you know? Well, he's immortal apparently. I miss and him too. nothing can stop him. The biggest problem I have is how do you kill off the funniest characters on your show and replace them with 40 extras who have the worst lines you can come up with? Yeah, the dialogue is really, really bland sometimes, and it's like, it's. I mean, it is taken from a comic book, but I mean, I know what you mean about the extras, too. There's too many people, and, you know, we were counting last night, uh, you know, when the kingdom finally shows up, they brought, what, 12 people with them? Yeah. Like, Ooh, let's have a war with 12 versus 12, let's, you know? And another thing, how do they know who's the enemy? How did they yeah. know who they were shooting and who they were killing, and specifically... How does a grown, wild, untrained tiger know who to kill? Yeah, how she even know? She was like, oh, he's got the leather jacket. I don't even know if the guy that he got was the leather jacket, too, but I mean... Like, they could have at least inserted, like, a little thing where 
Ezekiel dangles a piece of leather fabric in front of Shiva's nose, which might have been too on on the nose, but something, something to explain how Shiva knows who to kill. uh... And then you've got fan-favorite Carol with one line of the night. Yeah, what'd she say? Guns up! Yeah. Isn't the same line that the dude said last week, too, when they were, like, when he was plotting against, you know, guns up? Probably. But, um, yeah, I just feel like also, too, like, Carol, like, uh, last season in Alexandria when, you know, she was going rogue and she was painting her face with a W and stuff like that and, like, you know, taking people out. I don't like where she went. This year, the whole whole thing with her retreating and being weak and not wanting to be with the group, I find that that just just bullshit writing, really, to me, because it's like... I mean, she's the one who, like, put on a hammock full of, like, guck and zombie blood and guts and blew up that uh, that gas tank and got them out of the um, terminus. You know what I mean? She cares about these people. But since you killed a couple extra people and you start smoking cigarettes, now you're going to, like, want to live alone in the woods? Like, come on, it's uneven. For me, I just, yeah. I like her as a character, but, like, I just didn't buy that. Well, if I remember correctly, her turning point was when she killed the wolf but she killed him right after realizing he was trying to save Denise when Alexandria was overrun. She yeah. shot him. Yeah. But at the same time, give me a break. My other problem, though, actually begins last season where, if you think about it, they're the ones that brought all of this slavery and death upon themselves by infiltrating that outpost. Satellite place. Glenn and Abraham wouldn't be dead if they weren't the villains. Mm-hmm. So I have a problem with that. Like, I, I know there are heroes, but everything that's bad that's happened to them is stuff that they've just brought on themselves. Brought on themselves, yeah. So, like we know they're out there. We need to get to them first before they get to us. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's why, I, also, too, I felt like Negan might have been, you know? Like, he does kill people in epic, you know, fashion, but, like, they killed all his people, you know? Yeah, so, like, why should we feel bad for our people? I don't know. I just it's really hard to watch because I mean some episodes are good, but then when you go back and you watch them, like last week's episode when they're blowing up Oceanside, like completely unnecessary, using all this dynamite. Maybe one stick of dynamite might have worked, you know. Yeah. But instead, there's multiple explosions going off like it's a Disney ride, and they're not even like. And then like the zombies show up, and there might have been fifteen, twenty of them, and instead of using their knives to not draw more attention to the location of the Oceanside people. They start blowing them away like it's a video game in a very... Yeah, and then the olive branch was them destroying the zombies that they brought in in the first place. Like, if it it were realistic, wouldn't you be upset that not only was your camp invaded, but you also brought all these walkers with you by creating, like, a big commotion? Yeah. Like, how can they forgive them so easily? Really fast, too, right? Like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, there's so many parts of it that just, uh, and then we can talk, let's talk about Dwight, right? So Dwight's big plan to uh, kill, uh, he wants to see Negan dead. And he participates in this, uh, you know, this plot by chopping down some trees. That's what he did for them. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go chop some, like he could have chopped down the tree. Like, I, I just, you know. Why risk it all to chop down some trees? To slow- so he slowed them down so they could wrap dynamite again. And the dynamite didn't do anything. So the wait, so, so, okay, came- so the dynamite worked in Oceanside. Yeah. Why didn't the dynamite work last night? There's a reason, though. TBD. There's got to be a reason, right? Like, I guess we could blame the trash people. 
The trash people like pull the fast one on Yeah, them? I don't know. How's the trash people know how to use explosives? It's plus, so, Rosita's got the... Ah, and who, who are the trash my people? Let me look this up real quick. Somebody out there on Twitter is amazing. Yeah, who are the trash people and how do we befriend them so quickly? And why do they sound like they're illiterate? Yeah, what's that all about? How does that happen? Like living amongst the trash for so Some long? Some sort of fungus or, or antibacteria from the trash has uh, affected their speech? Yeah. They all speak the same? It doesn't add up. And if, if this message is heard by the showrunners... Don't get us wrong. We love the show. We're rooting for the show. We want the show to succeed. And I know you're going to continue to get good ratings, whether you deliver quality material or not, because people love the show. Apparently it's going to go to 2020. 2030, I heard. But if anything, can't you just restore the artistic integrity? So yeah, I just Googled uh, The Walking Dead. Why why didn't the dynamite blow up? No results. (laughs) No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. But the thing that is cool, though, is like uh, we did re- discover that Negan found out that Rick was plotting against him from, we thought, Gregory, but Gregory was absent during this episode. We don't even know where Gregory was going. He, he could have been going somewhere else, but you know what I mean? Like, it was the it was the trash people who told Negan this. But, like, what, and then the other thing is when they're debating at the end, and Jadis is, like, you know, 12, and Negan's, like, 10, yeah, what was that? What was it? What were they talking about? Cantaloupes. Watermelons. Oranges. Pickles. Gold, pe- golden pe- rust mustard. <laughs> like, like, we wait. don't know. I wait. mean, maybe they said it and we just missed it, but... Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe somebody knows, they can comment below. But, I mean, 12 items of what to sell out Rick. And, like, literally, like if you think about it, like, all the work that they've done the last... How many episodes since Rick all of a sudden was, like, buddy-buddy again, like, ready to become, you know? Uh, But, like, all the work they've done, including collecting the dynamite, collecting the guns, falling through that factory and collecting all the other guns in the carnival, you know, almost dying because of uh, a deer, you know? Like, all this stuff for nothing. The whole season was a build-up to a waste of time. Even, like, Tara going to Oceanside and then Tara knowing where the guns are, that panned out into nothing, too. Yeah. So our our heroes just look like a bunch of idiots. They infiltrated the outpost, started a war upon themselves, got their funniest people killed. Then they try to collect items for war over a grueling 16-episode stretch, only to find out that they're so dumb they were betrayed. And all it comes down to is their neighboring communities who dabbled in the idea of war the whole season finally coming together. 16 why, episodes why later. Why didn't um, the Oceanside girls team up? They all seemed like they wanted to. Well, it's a good thing they didn't because apparently our heroes are a bunch of idiots. Yeah, but then we would have had, what, maybe eight more people? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, that's the other thing that's driving me nuts. I mean, like, at the ending, the last sequence, too, when um, I thought sitting on the couch last night that uh, Negan was going to kill Eugene and that was like, you know, we were going to have a cliffhanger sequence there, but he didn't. He went outside in straight uh, Pope Caesar fashion to address his army, which seemed to be quite, rather large, like kind of like going to see a concert that it's really not that popular yet. People are like, yeah, this band's okay, but we still like them. They're not yeah. selling out arenas yet. There was like another hundred random extras. Yeah, extras, extras. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that too. We also noticed that the... Uh, 
Okay, so the action sequences in The Walking Dead with gunfire mm. require a little bit of dancing uh, on the extras' parts because they can't raise their weapons. They just move side to side in a real jerking fashion. Mm-hmm. They can't really seem to uh, aim correctly. And it also brings to mind an episode uh, two seasons ago in Terminus when they're making an escape. And people on the roof, I mean, like I think they were trying to get them into... They were trying to get them into the containment unit then, but still, there was, like, some gunfire in that episode. And this is the thing that drives me nuts, okay? Last night's episode wasn't great. It wasn't um, necessarily really bad, but it wasn't, you know, excellent status. Like, um, the one episode that comes to mind is, uh, I think it's called No Way Out, when Carl loses his eye. Oh, the mid-season premiere. Yeah, and that's directed by Greg Nicotero, who I think is fabulous. Greg also did last night's finale. But did he write the finale? No, Gimple. Gimple, that little, that little dude with the, the haircut and the bow tie. Gimple, man, what are you doing? Gimple, come on, man. I mean, he was... Why did Kirkman just write the, you know? But Gimple was good, though. Didn't he, he? They brought him on for season three, right, when the prison story came into view. Here's my theory. What's the What's the main reason it's not working? Do you have any idea? I, this is a possible theory. I, I don't know if it's true. But I, I heard that as a show goes on... Andrew Lincoln and all the other principal actors, they get a pay increase for each season that continues. So to make up for the fact that they owe their stars more money, they do slash budgets in other parts of the show. So if they know they have a hit on their hand and it's not going to falter their audience or like their viewership, they will cut down the script writing department. Or, like, the stunt choreography or all the other things that make the show important to keep their stars intact. But, I mean, if you got all these viewers, why can't you just, you know, get, get like, the episode, last week's episode, I really liked a lot because it jumped around from all the casts, you know? It showed the saviors. It showed the Alexandrians doing their thing. It showed Oceanside, you know? And, like... I think it's a budget thing. They, they It's like a cash cow. They know they can milk it, stretch it out, make lots of money put less money in the other thing too that this was probably wrapped up but for me it wasn't as steady as it should have been the person that's when they're going on the boat when they're getting the weapons you know and then we see the shoe with the boots wrapped around the strings you know it's supposed to be a mystery person but then later we see the same type of person standing there and we're led to believe it's Dwight no so who so the person that was standing there what was he dressed as? Was he dressed as? I think it was the garbage people in the episode where we found out who those boots belonged to was when Gabriel was taken away. Yeah, but who was that per like for me though the way that like okay, so if it was that, that's legit. But the way that it was filmed, it was almost like saying this is a mystery character, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't just be the way it was shot, like the way the boot comes into the frame. I I thought, "Oh, this must must be somebody we haven't seen in a long time." Maybe it's like, you know, a cast member we haven't seen in three years that we thought was dead but wasn't dead or something, you know? Like, something, like it just had that mystery box feel to it, and it, it didn't pay off. Well, in that same vein, even the way Father Gabriel was taken, like, how did he get abducted and be able to leave a note? Yeah, boat, And stock boat. up bags? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't understand that either. And he left the note, too, in his uh, apartment. Like, it looked like he packed a bunch of bags and got in the car willingly. There was no struggle. Mm-hmm. So if that's an abduction, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the bottom line is this season, 
they stretched it out way too thin. There's no comedic relief anymore because they killed off the two funniest people in the first episode. No, Miss Abraham. There's too many extras. We don't care about the people that die anymore. Like, when Olivia got shot, I didn't feel hurt at all. When yeah. Spencer got gutted... How many fat jokes did they do on Olivia, too? It was terrible. I didn't pick up on that. Olivia's the one... Who's Olivia? Here's what I hope. On the porch, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, from the looks of her, she she oh. had a big mouth. Remember when Negan was like, look, I don't know if you would go for this, but I'd like to take you upstairs and bang your brains out. And she was like, no, and smacked him. That was a great episode. Olivia was ballsy. She was. They always get ballsy before they die. How about the reveal that Dwight wasn't aiming for uh, Denise when he shot her through the eye? That's the second time he said that. Did he? Yeah. He said that before? Yeah. I, I like Dwight. I, you know, I I like the, I like the little note he left. Because, I mean, of course, if you're going to betray Negan and go on this really special mission, you might want to bring along with you one of your wooden whittled chess pieces just Correct. in case, right? Like maybe And a sharpie. Yeah, and a sharpie. Make sure you bring a sharpie. To leave but, notes. And uh, also, where was that thing found? It was found in the gate, right? Like right at the end. Daryl. Uh, let's talk about Daryl, okay? What a season for Daryl. I mean, he's gone from being a prisoner... And now he doesn't really have, like, uh, any monologues at all. He just kind of, like, grunts like an animal and... Nah! Yeah. All right, let's talk about maybe how we would write the next season. Okay, Not so to be cocky, but... First... So I, w- I would start it off with a massive two-hour premiere of just war. Death. Like, kill just them war. all, yeah. except the people we Take care about. Take out all the people who don't have any clout in the show that you don't care about, you know what I mean? Because we've never had, you know? Yeah, kill them and, all. And there's nothing worse, too, by the way, when they try to, like, push. Like, okay, so we, we've had this person here for a long time, but we're going to give them a little bit of dialogue, so that way maybe you start to care about them. It's not the way characters really evolve, by sitting on them for episodes and episodes, and all of a sudden give them a little bit to say, and then hope that it resonates with an audience, because that's... It just doesn't make sense, you know? No. So I would eliminate that completely, you know? Like, are you talking about, like, Benjamin's death? Like, they tried to push Benjamin yeah, as a sympathetic just, just character, like and that. just like, um, oh, he's dead. It, it's just, there's so many, like, the guy that was smoking cigarettes with Carol, who liked Carol, who, who just seems to, like, just have let Carol go, that, like, uh, I don't even know his name. He's, Me like, neither. the brawny guy that's tall, it's a construction yeah. worker. He really liked Carol. But he made no effort to find out where she went because he's scared to death to leave the walls. Um, he's got to go. The boyfriend who's going with um, Ross now. Um, you know what I mean? He doesn't want him to die. I, but but yeah. anyway, like, so yeah. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. We get that the long-haired man adds some sex appeal to the show, but in combat, put your hair back. Yes, we talked about this last night. Very good point. Like, tie it back so you can see better. Like, why are you firing a shotgun or an Uzi or a semi-automatic pistol with your bangs in your eyes? Case in point, if you are somebody out there who's listening to this with long hair, or if you don't have long hair, just imagine this for a second, okay? You have long hair that covers both sides of your faces. You can't see in your peripheral if a zombie's coming your way. Daryl's always got his hair in his eyes, and he's shooting, and he's always hitting his target. He can't see shit. It's got to be for sex appeal. Get a hat. Because, like, if you tuck the hair back, it doesn't look as ragged, wild, sexy, whatever you want to call it. But it's not practical. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So tie the hair back in season eight. Season eight, tie the hair back. Please. Two-hour battle sequence, right? 
let, let's have some sort of like uh, let's have a conclusion to it, you know, a standoff or like you know like a line drawn in the sand. Like how how I just I, I'm I'm scared that next season is going to be the whole season of war because I do know from spoilers that the storyline all out war lasts quite a bit of time in the comics, but a comic. You know, um, I think I read something once where The Walking Dead skipped once from issue 74 in the comics straight to 100 because it's all just, you know what I mean, like the same thing. Like when Negan, Negan's introduced issue 100 when he kills Glenn. And um, so, yeah, hopefully there's like some, some more stuff that comes about that is exciting. And um, I, I'd like to see, like I, I people are always against major character deaths, but I feel as if major character deaths are the way that you, you know, you get to the next level. Question for you. Who would you like to see, or not like to see, but who do you feel needs to die? Like, out of the, the people we like? Yeah, the ones. Not not the background extras. Like, if you had a main cast <sighs> member that had to go, who would it be? Oh, man. This is the thing, though, is I don't want any of them to die until the other fuckers die. True. Can I say that on here? You can. It's it's profanity laid. Like, I mean, what's the the dude that found them that brought them to Alexandria? Don't even know his name. I know his real name is Ross. I just realized that his name because I like to. He does all the impressions online. Like I like. Him. I like him. I like him, yeah. but he's got to go before the other ones do. Um, not to go back to the hair, but I have to comment. Jesus's hair is way too. There's too much sheer to it. There's too much yeah. sheen. It looks too perfect. It looks like he just came out of a Brazilian blowout salon. Like, he really does have like some awesome hair, and it does look like he went to like a sheer happening or something. And it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're in the apocalypse. I get it that you got showers and shampoo, but come on, you're looking like a model fighting. Yeah, and. Uh, how how are you ever gonna run around those woods with your hair like that? You know what I mean? Tuck your hair back, dude. Yeah. Nobody wears a ponytail. Let let us stress again that we love the show. We're rooting We're, for the people, show. If they're listening this far in, they're thinking these guys haters. Let's just hope that these two simpletons from suburban Philadelphia get their message across, and that the show corrects its wrongs. For our own benefit. Yeah. See, I never had a problem. The beginning of the year, everyone's like, oh, I'm not watching this no more. They killed my favorites. The show has sunk its moral compass. I didn't feel that way at all. I was intrigued by those deaths because it took a risk. And I'm like, oh, the show's going to continue to do this. And it did exactly the opposite. Yeah. From, excuse me, episode two all the way up until last night, it was just one long preparation of sabotage and foil. You know what I mean? Like all this work that Rick was doing and... You know, I know Rick was in love with, or is in love with Michonne and stuff like that, but, like, I also felt, too, that, like, Rick would have, like, when Negan broke Rick, he probably would break him for that day, but, like, I I didn't buy into Rick being so submersive, or, like, subjugated to, like, Negan's rule without wanting to put up a fight. Because I said to you last night, I missed the Rick that was the grizzly, bearded Rick who came into Alexandria. Yeah. Just completely of a shell of a man, but also had awesome survival instincts, you know? So maybe we need Alexandria to be just taken away again, but then we're repeating the plot of them in the wild looking for somewhere safe. I know. But that's when the show's at its best, I think, is when it's a small group of people working Mm -hmm. together to survive the zombies. 
Like, let's talk about the lack of zombies. Um, is the show even about zombies anymore? Yeah, there's no thre- like, real threat of them, you know? Like, the last time I felt that was the no- Nowhere Out episode, you know, or No Way Out episode when they, they got into Alexandria. But yeah. this year, there wasn't really... I gotta say, this year, my favorite episode, aside from the premiere, which was very good, was the carnival episode. Yeah, I liked that one, too. It was a travel episode, very contained. Minimal liked- characters, mm-hmm. no extras. But there was two characters you care about. I mean, I really like Rick and Michonne, you know, and it was cool to see them find the, the packets of food and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I miss those types of episodes, but I also miss, like, yeah, the bare minimum of, like, dread. And uh, there, for a long time, we were on the road, you know. We were going to Washington, D.C. We, were, we had things, and I don't know. I feel as if Alexandria yeah, may have done that, but I don't know how they would ever... But then at the same time, No Way Out was during Alexandria, and that was one of my favorite episodes... Yep, it is true. But that was right when it was on the brink of too many cast members. Like, once they introduced Hilltop, the Kingdom, the Dumpster People, the yeah. Saviors, now it's like, are we even in the apocalypse? There seems to be about, a four, like, 2,000 people we're having to w- worry about and deal about. I'd also like to know, like, geographically, through a map or something, like, how far is the sanctuary from Alexandria? Yeah. They said it was a couple... I, like So, I remember, didn't um, Eugene say that the pill could take... Like, a 30 minutes to a couple, like, an hour or two to, like, I work. I think it was a couple hours, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. The other thing, too, is, like, nobody thought to look inside the coffin and find that plastic bag. Like, Negan's not, well, Negan wouldn't have time because of the shootout. Okay, great. But, I mean, you're not going to die in the coffin, you know? I need some sleep. Like, what? Like, think about it. Like, who the yeah, hell? Like, would Negan who volunteers, really... who volunteers, like, they're buddy-buddy. He really likes her for... You know who she's becoming because he wants to work with her. Who in their right mind, if in fact Alexandria is like two hours away, like, well, you're going. I want to sleep in the coffin. Yeah. I'm a little tired. I need to sleep and be happy about it. It's also the same thing with like when Negan um, believed that the doctor who he threw into the vat, uh, the cauldron of you know Ember, you know, was uh, in cahoots with the, like that. Just makes no sense. It doesn't. That like, makes no sense. They paint Negan as the. As this brilliant mastermind, but yet he makes these decisions that just don't make sense. Quite dumb. Yeah, let's put her in the coffin for two hours and, you know, George... The other thing, too, is funny is, like, you know how everyone's always wearing jackets and stuff? It's hot as hell when they're filming there. You've seen that video when uh, Andrew... Yeah, yeah, Norman Reedus puts... uh, It's like a 100-degree day, and Norman Norman Reedus puts a whole bunch of uh, confetti into uh, Andrew Lincoln's air-conditioned system. And it just keeps coming out. I must have watched that video like a thousand times. Because I love the characters. You know what I mean? I love the characters. And, um, yeah, I just... The Negan thing, too. It's When you start talking about it, really, he's so powerful. But he also makes some dumbass decisions. Kill the doctor yeah. because he because he let one of his wives go? So what's more important? Like, what if the other doctor is not capable of... Doing, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes no sense. Is this The uh, Walking Dead texting me right now? Another thing, is this live? Another thing that uh, stands out. Um, I like Ezekiel. I like the kingdom. But I don't think it translates well from the comic to the screen. Shiva, I like the tiger, but mm-hmm. it takes me out of what The Walking Dead was. It now feels too comical, like I'm watching... I don't know. I just don't think the direct comic translation of these episodes is working. 
I think that they should branch away from the comics, kill everyone. Yeah. Probably kill Shiva. Sorry to the animal, animal rights lovers. activists, but she has got to go. It's a CGI animal. Oh, that's right. Shiva's got to go. Yeah. Th- I just hope that war just kills off all the bad parts of the show, and we're back to the basic group trying to survive against zombies. I care about the zombies. I guess Ezekiel is just, he's been talking like that for so long that it's hard for him to break the accent, you know? Even, like, in the course of, like, people firing at you. Alexandria shall not yet ye fall. Like, you know, like... I, it's like, come uh, on. But that, that's... I, I liked when it was revealed, like, the episode between him and Carol in the, um... In the King's Garden or whatever, where he dropped his voice and, like, he he's, you know, shit got real. People needed somebody to look for. I like that. But I know what you mean, though. And, like... How do they... How, the hilltop, and they, they, they show up at the same exact time, like... We knew it was going to happen. And last night, I said to you, I was like, guarantee you, the epi- the season ends with Maggie taking out yeah. Sasha with, you know... We didn't see it, but it was implied. And let's talk but, about that monologue. I don't know what she said. Yeah, I don't know said. what it is, yeah. What's that talking about? What, what is that? What was she talking about? Like, um... I'm assuming, like, Glenn chose to save you back... Five seasons ago at the prison mm-hmm. when you guys were outsiders. But she talked a lot about things that I just did not know what she was saying. And I, it was like, you know, there was other funerals of characters that have died where I actually felt emotion. And this funeral sequence, I just was like, what, what is going on? What is she saying? I don't know. I just wanted to bring up something. Uh, last night when... Um I did like the way it began because we talked about this last night after the opening credits. It usually goes to commercial. Mm. But last night was the first time it went straight to um, blackness and then we see Sasha listening to her earplugs. I read about that song this morning too. Apparently, whoever recorded that song, um, uh, it would bring them to tears every time they would uh, bring it up. Let me see if I can just find it real Mm. quick. But the the thing I was going to say was is that... um, So like... When she's in that that box, and then she closes her eyes, I thought that she had died there, and her heaven was seeing Abraham again. But then after a couple lines of dialogue, you know, like I thought she died like right then and there, uh, and, yeah. and, you know. But I mean, like then you realize, oh, we're in a flashback before the mission. That scene, did, like when it plays out in its long run, if you watched all those flashbacks together. What did it? What did it really mean to say that she had a dream about him and he died and it felt real? Like, I guess it was like all preparation for her to take the pill to kill herself. Like, I know you're not gonna say like, I stay here and you stay here and we let Maggie go alone. Like, you have to sacrifice yourself for other people. That's what I got out of it. So I thought that she took the pill after remembering that Abraham convinced her that sometimes you have to put yourself at risk to save other people that yeah. you care about. But I mean. Yeah. If anything, though, I did enjoy the timing and the pacing of the scenes in this episode. I will give it that. There's no reason for seven-minute scenes of no action. I'd rather bounce around and have a little artistic merit to the scenes with the flashbacks and jumping around here and there and keeping it going faster. But that just comes back to what my major issue was with this season, where everything we saw up until last night could have been last night could have been the mid-season finale 
Yeah. And that's the way to fix it, really, is, like, speed up the process. Stop yeah. with these budgetary concerns, too. Like, you know, if, like, if you're really worried about blowing your budget, then why do you got to do 16 episodes? Are you doing 16 episodes because you want to have all the commercials pay you in these royalties? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to make an awesome, condensed 10-episode season? Like, um, what did I just see? There was only 10 episodes, and I, I thought that it was really tightly knit. I, I, there's a bunch of shows out there that do that, but, I mean, I get it. It makes money. But um, I found the song. I want to take a suicide pill, hemlock style. Mm. Well, it turns out that the song is Donny Hathaway's Someday We'll All Be Free. It's actually, it's not the first time it's been seen or heard on screen. Uh, The 1973 soul track was used in the end credits to Malcolm X. They're covered by the legendary Aretha Franklin. Over the years, stars such as Alicia Keys and Bobby Womack have also given their spins on the song. It's a good song, though. Oh, it also says in this article, it was certainly a bit of a relief from Daryl's torture song, East Street. <laughs> torture I song. actually prefer I like that song. East Street. Me too, man. Yeah, that was... See, I, I didn't mind that song in that episode. That was a good episode. That was the second one. Top episodes of the season, the premiere, Daryl's um, imprisonment episode, the carnival episode... And then, like, yep. I guess I'd say last night, just because the plot finally moved somewhere, even though I yeah, was disappointed. Yeah, I, I like last week, too. Last week was all right. I mean, just because we saw a lot, you know? Plus, it was cool to see Negan, like, be on the good side. You know, but I like I like how, you know, he was, like, against rape and stuff like that. But also, too, I mean, he's against rape, but he's also forcing women into sequin black mini dresses hmm. and making them live. I read in the comics he is a rapist, though. He is? Mm-hmm. Really? I, maybe yeah. they changed it. Um, yeah, I I got nothing else. I mean, there's time. We um, I, I guess it's safe to say that you know if if you want writers for free, like we'll take a stab. For, we'll do it. You know, yeah, the Campbell brothers will write one we'll episode of The Walking Dead for free. And maybe we suck. You know, maybe we're all talk. And I guess it's kind of hard if you think about it, just because it's like you are so limited to what you can do because the worlds are so small. But, I mean, I would like to see an episode of, you know... I mean, we, we've had them before. Like you said before, the Rick and Michonne road trip episode. I mean... Well, it's like interactions between characters that we care about that are really good mm-hmm. actors. And to answer your earlier question about who would I want to kill, mm-hmm. no offense to the actresses, because I'm sure they're, mm-hmm. they're great people in real life and they're, they are talented. But Tara's got to go. Enid's got to go. Like, I'm sorry, Enid, but... Like, your JSS episode, I love that episode, but they gotta bring back that character that we saw that episode, because I know you're, like, Maggie's, like, replacement for Beth, or I don't know what the writers are thinking, but something about you, just you just gotta go. <laughs> something about you. Or yeah. you gotta get visceral. Like, I feel like the you guys are all too safe right now, and you, we need to see you dirty and in the woods again. Alright, so let me think. If I'm gonna choose somebody that I wanna see executed or you know meet their demise it's so i mean i i don't necessarily know because i don't really the only ones i really care about i mean i like rick but like i you know who i would probably kill just to see rick go completely psycho again michonne i like michonne a lot but yeah we get rid of michonne then we're down to like three characters but i mean what would happen to rick 
that would be an interesting story plot for me. You know what I mean? And like also too, like yeah, but you know what's one thing I'll stick. Okay, yeah, we've seen it. See, that's the thing. Maybe this is a hard show to write because it's like you've done everything. You know, we want to go back to another jail. You know, like well, what haven't they done yet? That they way? haven't gone to a mall like Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. There we go. That would be kind of cool. Us, to see Gimple, put him in the mall. Put him in the mall. It's a total original idea. (laughs) Um, Put him in the mall. The other thing, well, here's the thing: they can't be on the road. They can't be somewhere safe. So what? What else is there? Sewers. Sewers. Um, No, I guess maybe like like the other thing. Like, okay, here's one. This is this is what I would do. We, you, and I would write the episode. It would be the episode that the only time in seven years that it snowed. Zombies in the snow. There we go. Yeah, That's why it. hasn't it snowed? They can't film it because they film it from they film the show from uh, I think early summer, oh. and then they film it all the way up until like October. Yeah, here we go. They get snowed in. Snowed in Alexandria. You can't. The gates can't open. Something gets in. They can't get out because the snow has completely filled it to the brim. You know what I mean? It's like a massive blizzard, like thirty inches. You can't get the gate open. Um. Maybe even the snow blows out, like, the power, like, uh, what, what's the solar thing that you <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah, like, got? there's all those clouds, so there's no solar power in Alexandria. So maybe That'd then, cool. like, people start dying and... But then again, that goes back to the prison where people were dying in the prison due to conditions in the prison. Still, though, snow. Just snow in general would be cool. That's I, I guess the one thing that they don't really play with too much is the weather. But how can we get people out of Alexandria without losing Alexandria... Like, what's something that they could have to do? Um, well, they could find hope again. They haven't had hope. Hope in the form of, like, it being, like, something that's, um, you know what I mean? Like, some sort of type of hope that allows them to want to venture out again, you know? Well, that was the Washington, D.C. plotline. Th- that was a great plotline, but I mean, like... Here we go. What if someone's someone finds out that a major family member is still alive? Too cheesy. I'm sorry, I walked away, but there's a dog walker outside my house right now. These people get paid. I see it all the time. Pet pet wagger services. This woman's walking through. Look at her pulling the dogs. <laughs> like the dogs just pulled her down the street. She and, looks a little unhinged. Yeah, I just I feel bad for dogs in general. Yeah, where's the pets on The Walking Dead? There's no pets. Would you have a dog? Yeah, I would have a dog. There's no cats. But I guess they all died. Did they? No. But yeah, I guess they're at a point where what can they do that's new? Maybe that's the problem. Is that yeah, it's, well, I mean, Kirkman's the only one that knows that because he wrote all the way up to 170 or 158. I can't remember, but... Yeah, I just would like to see snow. Snow would be awesome, you know? Just something different, you know? But, um... Look, we love The Walking Dead, despite all of its problems. Yeah. It, it's one of the only shows that you can watch and you can escape, um... If you like apocalypse stuff, check out Last Man on Earth, too. Uh, it's a little bit more comedic. But uh, The Walking Dead, uh, it ain't going nowhere. I mean, this was the lowest rated season since season two, but, I mean, there's definitely an active interest. I mean, look at the Walker Stalker well, maybe they'll learn you know, like, from the lesson in the ratings, though. True. I mean, after season two, I mean, it might be music to our, you know, our ears that we get news that the showrunner was fired. Yeah, or, you know, I don't know why they don't change showrunners or just different writers or, you know. But I just don't want to see war for a whole year next year, you know? Please. You know? I'd be okay with it if it's exciting and action-packed and we focus on the main characters and all the extra fat gets cut off. Like, they just kill them all. That's what I say. 
Yeah. Um, look, we'll tune in again next year. Also, we got the Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead coming back this summer. God help us. Let's see if this show can pick up some speed, too. You know, like... Here's my, uh, real quick, my little educated guess. I bet that the mid-season finale of next season will be wars going, wars going, but then zombies stop the war temporarily. That'd be good. Where, like, they have to fight together. That's it. I think you just nailed it on the head. Negan, like, teams up with Rick. Because that'd be cool to see. And then they have to go back to war. Oh, I think that is coming. I think I... Sp- oh, yeah. Christ. Uh, well, I, I do... Do you know about the... We just need zombies. Uh, spoilers, uh, if you're out there. Oh, no, don't say. I won't say, because you, you don't want to know. But I do know something that I shouldn't have seen. I know things, the, too. I know. Should it's we just worst. say it? No, no, because... I mean, All right, I, get ready. Things. We know how The Walking Dead ends. It ends with Rick. The sole survivor is Lori Grimes. You thought she was dead, but she wasn't. <laughs> All right, that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Sam, thanks for being on the Talking Dead podcast slash hate fest. I hate to be a hater, but sorry, Gimple. We sorry, love Gimple. you. We love you. We love the you Walking were good. Dead. You were good. We it love the cast. Still be good. But uh, hopefully, it gets better. Hopefully, we don't have to wait, you know, sixteen hours to get to twenty minutes of exposition. We love you. My name's Bob. My guest today has been my brother Sam. Happy birthday! Thank you. And we out. Cheese. Doom.